Welcome to Christchurch Chislehurst Podcast. In this podcast, Dave talks about the Holy Spirit coming at exactly the right appointed time. Um, but we're going to look this morning at a passage from Mark, and this links in with the Stay Alert to the Spirit, Jesus Shaped People passage that we're looking at for the first session. So, Mark chapter 1, verses 1 to 12. The beginning of the gospel, the good news about Jesus Christ, the Son of God. It is written in Isaiah the prophet I will send my messenger ahead of you who will prepare your way. A voice of one calling in the desert, prepare the way for the Lord, make straight paths for him. And so John came, baptizing in the desert region and preaching a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins. The whole Judean countryside and all the people of Jerusalem went out to him. Confessing their sins, they were baptized by him in the Jordan River. John wore clothing made of camel's hair with a leather belt around his waist and he ate locusts and wild honey. And this was his message. After me will come one more powerful than I, the thongs of whose sandals I am not worthy to stoop down and untie. I baptize you with water, but he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. At that time, Jesus came from Nazareth in Galilee and was baptized by John in the Jordan. As Jesus was coming up out of the water, he saw heaven being torn open and the Spirit descending on him like a dove. And a voice from heaven came, You are my Son, whom I love. With you I am well pleased. At once the Spirit sent him out into the desert. This is the word of the Lord. You'll notice that the Holy Spirit appears quite a few times in that passage, and I'll come back to that in a moment. But first of all, I want us to think about time. Now, time has become a strange thing for us over the last year. We suddenly found ourselves 14 months ago with lots and lots of time on our hands, and you might have suddenly found that time seemed to move very slowly, or perhaps you're wondering how on earth you had time to do all the things you did before lockdown. But in the New Testament, the word time is a translation of one of two Greek words, chronos or kairos. And chronos, as in the word which I'm sure a lot of us are familiar with, chronology, means the natural progression of time, the time that you read on your watch or on your clock. Kairos time means the appointed time in the purposes of God and is much more related to an idea such as when you might hear, it's time we did something about this. You know, it's time we did something about, for example, climate change or racial injustice. It's the right time to do something. Um, There was a political party two years ago that said, it's time for real change. Do you anyone know who who was it that uh, was saying that two years ago? It was the Labour Party, and it didn't make a lot of difference to them in the end, did it? But um, that's that's what they were saying, it's time for a change. And Kairos is much more about God ordained time than just a party slogan. Although I think inevitably God inspires people to campaign for particular changes at particular times. Think about some of the amazing events in history that have happened. It was just the right time for that change to take place. I was thinking about the, you know, the collapse of the Berlin Wall, that was in 1989, when 
you know, the, what the, the, the soldiers that were there observing, not a shot was fired. There was no violence whatsoever. I remember when we were in Berlin in a museum a couple of years ago, they actually had written something in the museum about the churches that were praying for this peaceful transition. And that, that's what happened. It was extraordinary. It was just the right time. Um, think about the abolition of slavery through William Wilberforce. That was 1833. It was just the right time for that to happen. Uh, collapse of apartheid and so on. And of course today, we are remembering the day of Pentecost. That was certainly a Kairos moment. It was the right time for that change to take place when God's Spirit was poured out and the kind of weary and slightly fearful group of followers were suddenly filled with the Spirit of God and able to take the Gospel message out into the world. And at the beginning of Mark's Gospel, that passage that we've just heard, there's a real sense of this being a Kairos moment, the right moment in history for Jesus to come, the right moment for John the Baptist to begin his ministry. John preached a baptism of repentance, and repentance in the Greek is metanoia. So we tend to think of repentance as, oh, I feel really bad about what I've done, confessing our sins, and that, those feelings of, of you know, grieving over what we've done. But actually repentance means to change the way you think, to turn around and, and live life differently. That's what metanoia means, to change your way of thinking. And we're told by Mark that people from all across the countryside in Judea and all the people of Jerusalem, <laughs> just, that's quite a lot of people, all went out to hear John's message and have the, the, the confess their sins and be baptized. It's an extraordinary sort of kairos moment that so many people will come. Why, why did they do that? Why was it the right time? When we think back to some of those key moments in history when extraordinary change took place, it was because the time was right. Um, for me, growing up in Northern Ireland with the, the Troubles, and many of us thought that they were never going to end, you know, growing up in the 70s and 80s, people just thought that this kind of tit-for-tat violence between Protestant and Catholic, that would never end. But at the right time in 1998, the Good Friday Peace Agreement came about because the right people were there, there was the right atmosphere, uh, lots of prayer. Again, the churches have been praying and praying and praying for this change. And what's happened in the last year with the pandemic will have shifted people's perspective on so many issues. We've already heard a bit from the, the family up here and you'll have been talking about it. Many of the things that we've gone through have just been thrown up in the air and our priorities in terms of our relationships and our relationship with work and how much time we're spending at work or commuting, whatever it might be, everything has been thrown up in the air. It's a kairos moment for us in the world. And for the Jewish people back in the time of John the Baptist, it wasn't a pandemic that was the reason why their lives were thrown into disarray. It was the occupation of the foreign power. And we know that the Romans, just like in more recent history, the Nazis, when they were occupying Europe, the Romans, when they occupied different countries, were pretty brutal. And so the people of Palestine were shaken out of their complacency and made to think, what is my life all about? What are my priorities? And perhaps that's why they were keen to go out into the desert to hear what this prophetic man, John the Baptist, this charismatic man, had to say about their lives. In a similar way, in a similar fashion, the life of so many people today has been shaken up and made less certain. 
Many reports suggest that we are on our way to a tsunami of, of mental and emotional health crisis as people come to terms with the losses that they've experienced over the last year, whether it's been to do with family, not being able to be with family and friends, careers and job opportunities lost. All sorts of stress has been placed on people over the last year and things that they wanted to do have been cancelled and stopped. And like John the Baptist, the church has an opportunity. This is a Kairos moment. You know, Luke talked about the opportunity to share the gospel, recognizing just how good God has been to his family over this last year. And I said, this encourages them to think about sharing the gospel. We have a message of hope. We have a message of peace. We have a message that says that the God that created us has revealed himself to us in Jesus and that Jesus doesn't stand aloof from all the problems in the world. He dived straight into the, the chaos and the confusion of Palestine all those years ago, the sadness and the brutality of it. Jesus got stuck in and suffered alongside people. And I just want to say that the, there's three important things that the, this passage has to say about the Holy Spirit. Important to think about the power of the Holy Spirit on the day of Pentecost as we celebrate Pentecost today. Firstly, in verse 8 of this passage, John says, I baptize you with water, but he, Jesus, will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. And Pentecost reminds us that the Holy Spirit baptizes us and that we are empowered by him to live out our calling because of the Holy Spirit. We don't have to depend on our own strength. Isn't that a relief? <laughs> In fact, it's unwise to do so. We should be depending upon the power of the Holy Spirit. Last week, Heather gave a, an analogy in the prayer time about with a, a socket, a plug, and that, you know, you don't think about charging up your phone or making your kettle work without plugging it into the power supply. And the Holy Spirit is our power supply. We shouldn't think about trying to go out and do anything in the world in terms of the mission that we're given without plugging into that power supply and asking the Holy Spirit to fill us. Secondly, in verse 10, the Spirit descended upon Jesus like a dove. And the dove is a, is a sensitive, gentle bird. There's a reason why the Bible describes the Holy Spirit as a dove. We're called to bring the message of the gospel with gentleness and sensitivity. And we'll be thinking about that when we do the salt and light course. Yes, we need boldness and we need clarity. That's what the disciples needed on the day of Pentecost. But we also need to be filled with the Holy Spirit who brings a gentleness and a sensitivity towards the people, particularly at the moment when everyone's so traumatized. We can't just go racing in and saying, you need Jesus. Well, we might do, but... We need to do it gently and sensitively. And finally, verse 12 says that immediately after being baptized, the Spirit sent Jesus out, not into a nice comfortable hotel, not to a swimming pool, but out into the desert. And on more than one occasion, we're told in the Bible to follow the leading of the Spirit. That might not be to comfortable places it might be to unusual or unexpected places. The desert was not going to be a comfortable or easy time for Jesus, but it was a necessary part of his experience before he set out in ministry. The Holy Spirit may prompt us 
to do something or to go somewhere that we were not expecting and that feels less than comfortable. But that's often how the Holy Spirit works. He will call us out of our comfort zones to take us out to bring the good news of Jesus Christ. So we're going to, I think the music team are going to sing another song now before Kath leads us in some prayers as we draw near to the end of our time together. Um, our prayers today are um, going to be. Can you hear me? Okay. So we're going to be um, focusing on the birthday of the church. So we have got a chocolate cake. And sorry, I can't share it all with you later, but you can at least imagine what it might taste like. However,
So um, we have got some candles here. And this is, the prayers are from the Cheeky Pandas Family Service Pentecost from Thy Kingdom Come. So really, really simple, but hopefully really visual too. So we are going to pray, but you can either watch the candles or you can close your eyes or you can imagine what the cake might be tasting like. But isn't it amazing? We have the power of the Holy Spirit who can enhance and enrich our lives today. So just imagine whatever your favourite cake is, how much more the Holy Spirit wants to fill us and cleanse us and anoint us. Okay. So let's pray. Lord, for your wonderful world, we pray. Help us to take better care of it. Lord, for your church all over the world, we pray. Especially, we pray, where that church is persecuted and people are afraid to worship. Lord, for those families known to us who are struggling at the moment, we pray, please help them in whichever way you can, in whatever they need. Maybe bring a family to God that you are, is on your heart. Lord, for those we know who are not well, for anyone who's in hospital, maybe who is going to have an operation, maybe anyone who's suffering with their mental health. Send your Holy Spirit of healing, just as you did at Pentecost. And Lord, we pray for places where there is war, misunderstanding. We pray for those countries that are in the news, especially in the Middle East. Help them to understand each other and to live in peace as you did with different people at Pentecost. And Lord, we pray for all those who might be sad this day, maybe because somebody has died or anyone who might be lonely or just feeling sad for whatever reason. We pray that you will bring them comfort and peace. And Lord, we just bring ourselves to you today. We pray that you will fill us all with your Holy Spirit and you. And we pray that as we go into a new season, that you would speak to each one of us to how you want to use us in our next phase of church. So maybe just have a moment's silence, just looking at the candles and praying for the Holy Spirit. So Lord, we pray that you would send your Holy Spirit on us right now. We pray that you would fill each of one of us afresh and on us as a church, in Jesus' name, amen. Adrian and Casper and Kath are going to lead us on our final song.
Thank you all so much for coming and being with us this morning. It's great to have you all here. And uh, thank you again to the Weir and family for coming up and sharing. And we will be approaching other people um, so that we can hear other people's stories up here at the front, which is uh, just wonderful to be able to do that. The Spirit of truth lead you out into all truth, give you grace to confess that Jesus Christ is Lord and strengthen you to proclaim the word and works of God and the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son and the Holy Spirit be among you and remain with you always. Amen. Let's go in peace to love and serve the Lord in the name of Christ. Amen. Lovely to see you. Please remember to make your way out as quick as you can through the, through the link. Parents first, yes, yeah, sorry. Parents collecting their children to go first. Don't forget offering money. Um, if anyone has any money that they'd like to give, we have a card reader at the back there that Phil's waving. <laughs> that would be great. Okay, so parents collecting children and then the rest of us make our way out through the link. Thanks, Heather. Yeah, 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 I'm just going to get my coat. 